The Reserve Bank has Australian households in its sights. If you watched 60 Minutes, you probably heard the RBA called a one-trick pony. When it comes to the RBA's tools for battling inflation, it's quite accurate. We've seen a record 10th consecutive increase in the cash rate up to 3.6%, and it's hardly done. It's out for blood. But a deep dive into the statistics suggests that it shouldn't be. The rate rises have punished Aussie mortgage holders while letting corporates increase their profit margins to record highs. New information shows that corporate margins are contributing up to 69% of the inflationary effects. We look at the alternatives and consider whether rate rises are the smoking gun in the inflation fight or a loaded gun aimed at the wrong target. Welcome to our latest episode of In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. I'm a private property lender in the Australian market. So the RBA is lifting rates to curb inflation. Every policy move the RBA has made since May 2022 has been driven by inflation. It has dominated its strategic focus like nothing else. But what is inflation? Let's do a quick recap. Inflation results when too many people are chasing too few goods, causing a run on prices. It is the classic problem of scarcity. If you want something, and I do too, the person that pays more will walk away with it. For decades, the Reserve Bank worked in tandem with the government to keep inflation in check. But a bloated money supply from the excess pandemic stimulus, a consumer credit binge, and the disruption of global supply chains has set inflation on an upward trajectory. It forced Lowe to go against his word that no rate rises would be needed until 2024, and it is inflicting brutal financial pain. The standard thinking on high inflation is that it can be resolved by taking money out of the system. Lifting interest rates is the most common way to do this. Increasing interest rates stop the Australian economy from drowning by using everyday households as the floaty. High interest rates incentivize people to save more with higher bond yields and saving rates, while deterring them from spending more by making debt and credit expensive. Mark Boris from Yellow Brick Road commented that the RBA has no other weaponry other than interest rates to fight inflation, which is their goal. His comments get to the core of the argument. Increasing interest rates are a blunt tool, but they're also the only tool that the RBA has to fight inflation. While this might have worked in the 90s, it is a dangerous and risky strategy in 2023. Household debt is at record highs and the rate rises are triggering enormous financial distress. With rates at 3.6%, the repayments on a $600,000 home loan will have climbed by nearly $1,400 per month by October. Households with owner-occupied mortgages are feeling the brutal force of contractionary monetary policy. Furthermore, the more than 800,000 fixed-term loans ending this year will cause a fresh wave of rate-induced pain. The RBA gaslighting consumers into thinking where the problem is a gross injustice. Consumers are very rarely the cause of high inflation. It is governments and business that are the key problem drivers. University of Massachusetts economist Isabella Weber says rate rises are the equivalent of flooding your house if you have a fire in your kitchen. They're too indiscriminate and they don't get to the heart of the problem. We need targeted measures rather than interest rate hikes. The first would be to get serious about taxing big businesses, many of whom are reporting record profits. The three years since the beginning of the pandemic have seen a historic redistribution of national income from workers to business profits. 
The latest GDP data from the ABS reveals that corporate gross operating profits rose by 43.6% since December 2019, more than double the growth in wages. Business profits now absorb a 29% share of national income, the highest in our nation's history, while workers' share is the lowest ever at just 45%. It's also no secret that the RBA may be biased towards corporate interests. Its board members hold positions in some of Australia's biggest businesses, including CSL, Fortescue Metals and West Farmers, to name a few. Australia Institute economist Jim Stanford estimates that rising corporate profits since December 2019 accounts for 69% of the jump in inflation above the RBA's 2.5% target. The results could not be more conclusive. Increasing taxes on these companies or introducing competition policy to ensure their margins aren't exploiting the working class would have an immediate impact on inflation. And why? Because it would target the source of the problem businesses lifting their prices well above what they need to. The RBA is committed to a demand-side reform even though this is the most damaging and difficult route to take. By raising rates so aggressively, the RBA is punishing the very people it hopes to help. The logic is that higher interest costs will force people to stop spending, forcing businesses to lower prices to win consumers back. It feels like a twice-removed solution though. Despite the rate rises, businesses are not going to part with their inflated profit margins easily, so inflation is allowed to run freely. Instead, Aussie workers are forced into the beehive so that corporations can have the honey. Aussies are being knocked down by policy failures on all fronts. Economists across Australia have been devising creative solutions to the inflation problem. Moderate rent controls could make housing more affordable for renters struggling with the cost of living crisis while allowing landlords to cover their costs. Others suggest compulsory savings or temporarily higher taxes to reduce spending and ensure the funds are well used. While each of these strategies have their shortcomings, they address some of the key problems with rate rises. The first problem is that most Aussies do not own a house with a mortgage. According to the ABS, 35% of households own a house with a mortgage. Flipping that statistic around, 65% of households do not have a mortgage. Rather than stifle demand and bring prices down, High interest rates are being used as a justification for price increases. This is simply not the case. While rate rises affect the spending of most Aussie consumers indirectly, compulsory saving would have a decisive effect in withdrawing money from circulation without eroding people's wealth. Superannuation is one such example. Temporary increases to it in times of high inflation might be the holy grail. As you can't access your super until retirement, there is also minimal risk of the increased money supply re-entering the economy and causing an inflation surge. The second problem is that the RBA's rate rises are sabotaging consumption growth, which is buoying the economy. In the December quarter, the economy grew by 0.5%, underpinned by a 0.4% rise in household expenditure and 1.1% increase in exports. Consumers are the victims of the RBA's gung-ho rate rises, but they are also a key safeguard preventing the economy from careening into a recession. A recession that Philip Lowe no doubt wants to avoid. Furthermore, the consumer's desire to continue spending, often on bare necessities and a few nice-to-haves, comes at a cost of a falling savings rate. The ABS noted that the household savings ratio fell by 2.6 percentage points to 4.5%. Digging into savings to maintain consumption and keep up with the ballooning cost of living undermines household wealth. 
The savings ratio is on a downward spiral and looks likely to drag us into the pre-GFC period of negative savings with debt-fueled consumption growth. However, unlike in the decade leading up to the GFC, Australians cannot afford a credit binge. Instead, we'll be forced to cut back consumption even further and the economy will be headed into recession. Pardon the analogy, but interest rate rises are like wrestling a greased pig in the dark. The RBA may be limited in its choice of tools, but it has full control over how it applies them. Right now, it's choosing to skirt around the real cause of inflation and inflict unnecessary pain on everyday Australians. So while the RBA is a vaunted public institution, we cannot always trust its judgment. We should all be aware of the interests the Reserve Bank might be protecting and the lengths it's willing to go to to achieve its goals. Blunt force isn't always the best tool for a complex problem. Thank you for listening to our latest episode on In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. I'll see you back here next week.